Midwifery for the People is a podcast about reimagining the way we approach the entirety of the birthing year. Margot's goal is to combine her radical imagination with her knack for strategizing to bolster the birth revolution and a larger global revolution of feminine consciousness. Midwifery for the People is a production of the Indie Birth Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Now here's your host, Michael Blackstone. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about why I changed the name of this podcast. And some of you may have noticed, some of you may have not, but... Previously, this podcast was called Well Actually, and now it is called Midwifery for the People. And I wanted to share a little bit about why I made that change and why it felt important to make that change, particularly right now. So when I started this podcast in 2015, it was as a student midwife. I was not out on my own as a midwife yet. I was coming from that perspective of being really immersed in learning about birth, learning about midwifery. I had just had my first baby and it was all really fresh and new and exciting. And I really wanted to share that excitement with the world. And my intention had been that I would make these really in-depth episodes about different topics that served as a everything you need to know about blank. And that didn't end up being the way that it turned out. That would have taken a massive amount of energy that I didn't have as a new mom and as a soon-to-be new midwife. And yeah, it became more of an interview show. Like I really like And I still like having people on to tell their stories, to talk about their ideas, that sort of thing. And it's been a lot of fun, but if you've been someone that's listened for a while, you know that I'm not super consistent or I in the past have not been super consistent about putting content out. And I think that partially that was because of this sort of misalignment in my original intention and vision and what it turned into being more about. And this year, and probably for the last few years, I've wanted to get into a more consistent habit of putting out episodes because I definitely have a lot to say. I am not somebody who has ever been short on words. I do prefer writing, to be totally honest, but this is a format that a lot of people enjoy. And yeah, so I think I really wanted to find a way to make it feel more fun and more meaningful and more impactful if I was going to keep putting out episodes. And part of that process was renaming the podcast itself. And there's been quite an evolution over the last seven years. I have become a midwife in my own right, out on my own, taking clients. I've had another baby and a lot has changed about my life and about me and who I am and what I'm bringing to this work. To go back a little ways again, like I said, when I started, I was a student midwife, which to me felt like it meant I had less credibility in a lot of ways. There were a few other people podcasting who were already midwives. And so I think I was coming at it from this perspective of what can I offer from this vantage point of being new? 
And so I tried to stick to the facts in a lot of ways. And maybe I even felt like there was something to prove almost. And it's really cool to look back over the evolution of my life so far and my work as a midwife and see how now I just totally don't give a shit about proving anything to anybody. I've been doing a ton of self-work lately around these ideas of how I show up in the world, how I want to show up in the world, what feels most important, and really digging into these core beliefs around my purpose and what I have to offer and what my gifts are. And so at this point, I've really shifted away from wanting to be like the queen of research. I don't want to be someone who has 500 resources to prove what I'm saying anymore. I just don't care enough about that in particular. I still really love reading. I love researching still. I just feel less like I have to prove what I believe and what I've experienced and what I know to be true. So that's a cool, cool shift. And what else did I want to say about that? The way, that's shown up in my work as a midwife too. And, and the way that I teach my community. Like I still like teaching about how birth works, but I am not in the mood ever to convince anybody that home birth is awesome, that natural birth, medication-free birth is the way to go. I just have a lot less attachment to convincing people or trying to convince people or even really overextending myself to help them get what they need in order to come to those conclusions on their own. I think I've really tried to, maybe not tried to, but I've really seen the way that I've had to take responsibility in my own life. And I am now making more space for that in other people's lives. Just trying to get as far away from this savior mentality as possible, which is a fine line. And it's tricky because of course I do have knowledge and skills that are really helpful. I just am feeling a lot more like people need to come and ask for help then if they really want that. I'm less interested in going out and finding those people in the first place. How has this impacted this podcast? The way that that looks for me is that I wanted to shift the point and the intention of this podcast from this informative platform to more of like the kindling for the fire of whatever is next for all of us as humans. So I really want this to be a place where you can come and get inspiration where you can hear stories, but not just any old stories, like really inspiring stories and interesting conversations about birth, pregnancy, mothering that you can't find other places. I do not want to be one of those podcasts where I have the same person on that you've heard on every other podcast, unless they're like just absolutely mind-blowingly awesome. And I want this to be a place where you can feel like you're not alone, where you can hear voices, whether it's mine or other people's voices that remind you of your own truth and help you gather strength so that you can go out into the world and shine your light. Specifically in the birth world, maybe you're not a birth worker, but it still is really rad to hear other people's stories of strength and living in freedom. That's my intention going forward with this podcast. I want to give you the meat and potatoes, not the fluff. 
that you can get a lot of other places. And I've done that, I think, in the last couple years especially by putting out episodes where I'm actually talking with real women and doing actual midwifery work. And you get to listen in on me doing that. Also where you can listen in on me doing actual business coaching with other birth workers. And business coaching is like the dumb way of putting that, but really trying to help doulas. And I'd like to do a few episodes with midwives as well, just beef up their presence and their community and just step even further into their work and just again, amplify what they're doing and expand it. So I've been trying to bring you those, that like meat and potatoes, no fluff content for a while. And that is my intention going forward as well. I think I am going to revisit some of the more topics-based midwifery stuff as well. I'm planning on doing an episode soon on Rogam and being Reese's negative and tying in some of my own story in life with that. I am RH negative. Also an episode on progesterone supplementation, because I think that's super interesting. It's a question I get a lot. And again, something I've dealt with in my own personal life. And then in a similar vein, I'd like to probably do a couple episodes actually on hypertension and pregnancy, because again, something I've dealt with in my own life, something I get asked about all the time. And it's one of those things that there's essentially no content about, at least no meaningful content about that I've ever seen or heard. Hypertension in pregnancy. And yeah, those are a couple of the things coming up that I want to dive into and really get into the heart of in a way that I think does actually reflect my original intention for the podcast. But I want to bring it to you with this new flavor of, yeah, I'll give you resources and I'll tell you where some of the data comes from. But I also want to tell you my story and the stories of other women that I've worked with and again, combine both the secret and the science and the storytelling into this really rich tapestry. Okay. Where did this name come from? Midwifery for the people. And this might sound a little bit trite, but there's a musician named Nako and he has a band called Nako and Medicine for the People. They are one of my very favorite groups. Nako is one of my very favorite musicians and his work really, and this is again, like I said, it's going to sound like I'm a groupier fan girl or something, which I guess I am. His work has really impacted my life in a lot of ways, especially when I was first starting out as a midwife, when we had moved to Duluth, I listened to his music all the time. It really helped me in some big growth areas that I was going through at that time. And then I had uh, the good fortune to get to see him perform here in Duluth with my daughter, Celosia. And she loves his music too. It's often what she requests at bedtime. It's really cute. And his music is amazing. He's an absolute incredible, he's an absolutely incredible artist. His words are poetry. They're beautiful. They're political. They're spiritual. It's everything that I would want in the music that I listen to. And yeah, so just putting that out there that his work, Medicine for the People, their music is amazing. Check it out. And Marin also has been into him for a long time. I think she was into him first. And she had named one of the paintings that she has had done of her 
births after one of his songs, even way back, I think, in 2016. I might have that year wrong, but nonetheless, he's been influential in a lot of ways. And in particular, his song, Risk It, was really instrumental to me when I was working through some of the stuff around stepping out as a midwife on my own in 2016, 2017, which was right after I had moved here to Duluth, Minnesota. When, I think it was when I was still in Sedona, actually, I'm trying to remember the chronology here, but Marin and I both did some experimenting with offering free prenatal services or midwifery services in our communities. This is something that I'd actually like to resurrect and try again in some different ways. It must have been when I still lived there. I'm going to have to look back. But anyways, we had been teaching the free workshop for a while. And then I think I had suggested like, what if we offered a free midwifery clinic and, and just saw what happens, see who shows up or have that kind of be like the next step after the free workshop if they really liked that so that we can keep those people more in the loop instead of just having them drift off and be gone forever is often how it felt. Like they'd come, they'd learn a lot. It was really cool. And then I think it really does impact their births, but we sometimes don't ever hear from them again. So in efforts to continue building the community, I thought it'd be really cool to do this thing. And I think Marin has a whole podcast on this, so I won't talk about it too much. But when we were trying to figure out what to call it, I suggested midwifery for the people as a play on this medicine for the people thing. And because it just felt so right for the people like that is the kind of midwifery that we are offering we're wanting to offer something that has always been part of our human experience and get back to that simplicity instead of this weird overly complicated I'm not saying that midwifery is not complicated, but I'm saying the practice of midwifery in our communities is overly complicated by rules and regulations that are being created and then enforced by people that have nothing to do with home birth midwifery and have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. And we're not fucking elected. Like they're just bureaucrats. And so I'll talk about that more in a second here, but yeah, this midwifery for the people idea felt really like right on. And even though neither of us have done this for a little while, these free clinics, as I was trying to think about what I wanted to call this podcast, I kept coming back to that. And I was like, but this isn't, I don't want to just record a bunch of episodes of me doing midwifery, although that could be really cool. But the name still felt like it fit. And the more I sat with it, the more it felt. The other place that you've probably heard this for the people thing is from Abraham Lincoln, who I guess I don't really have an opinion about, but (laughs) this idea of our government and democracy being of the people, by the people, and for the people does feel really important to me. And midwifery for me is political. It is about autonomy. It's about sovereignty. And I came into midwifery with an interest in politics, like this was an extension of my politics. And I'm somebody who believes in radical democracy, which is not what we have here in the United States. We have a really shitty representative democracy, representational democracy. It is not a radical democracy. The numbers are all wrong. Like our government is just trying to represent way too many different 
areas and different people, in my opinion. And my vision for a long time has been that we return to smaller governmental structures where we can be fully participatory and where people can really have a say in how their lives look, how their cities look, how their towns look, and really have it represent their values. Because right now, people don't even really know what their values are. They just are going about their lives. I guess I shouldn't get into a whole side rant here. In general, people are just going about their lives, working their regular, boring, mostly meaningless jobs, and paying taxes for who knows what. And the public schools are garbage. And it's just really not good. That's what my three-year-old likes to say. This is not good, is what he says. So things are not good here in the United States, in most places. I don't think I know anyone who's happy with the place that they live. They don't feel like it really truly represents what they want out of life as a human and for their family. And so where was I going with this? Midwifery for the people. This is the place, midwifery is the place where I have decided to, at least for the last decade or so, put my focus and really use as a place for me to exercise my political will. And I'm an uncertified, unlicensed midwife, very intentionally. I serve families in a very different way, even than other, even than other unlicensed midwives, to be honest. And I'm always trying to find a way to bring it back to the people, to simplify it, to make it accessible so that we can, from the first day of these new babies' lives, show them something different. And so that these women can experience something different at this pivotal rite of passage in their lives where they become mothers, because I think that it's one of the most powerful places that we can interrupt the way that it's been going for the last way too many years. So that's why this name felt really appropriate for the podcast, which will now henceforth be called the Midwifery for the People podcast. And my intention and goal in the coming years here is to share things on this podcast that will inspire you, spark your imagination, and really strengthen your resolve to live freely and with autonomy. Because it can be scary to feel like you're the only one or to feel like you're doing it alone. And so I really want to support that evolution towards better human culture, better human society. And this is one of the ways that I know to do that. I think I'm going to keep it short today and just leave it there. That's, that's why I changed the name of the podcast. I wanted to reinvigorate myself too. I also have some really awesome help now with people who are happy to help me edit and upload and make cool content out of these episodes so that they don't just disappear off into nothingness. That was the other thing I really needed to have be different if I was gonna keep recording episodes was I needed a better plan for disseminating 
these if I'm gonna spend time creating them. If you have really super inspiring people that you think I should interview or have on, please let me know. If you have topics that you wanna hear me talk about, Again, please let me know. You can email me at margoatindiebirth.org. You can also find me on our free social platform, which is really awesome. It's on the Mighty Networks platform. You can go to social.indiebirth.org. That'll take you straight there. Or if you're on your phone, you can use the Mighty Networks app and search for the Indie Birth Association. Once you're on the platform, you can very easily find me and direct message me there as well. And those are some great ways to get in touch. And that's, I think gonna be it for now thanks for listening if you're someone who's been listening for a while thanks for hanging in there during those years of me trying to figure it out I think I've figured it out and have this direction now that I'm excited to be going in and that's it go have a wonderful day and do something brave if you enjoyed what you heard please hit the subscribe button and give this podcast a five-star review For more enriching content and conversation around the primal physiological process that is pregnancy, birth, and beyond, please head over to IndieBirth.org. And if you are in the Duluth area seeking prenatal and midwifery support, you can find Margo at DuluthMidwife.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.